Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the show this evening. Uh, my name is Joelle and I'm the vibrarian. I'm actually not certain if you are able to hear me at this moment because I just got a message that my internet went down. So I don't know if we are live or not. I will assume that we are and we'll continue on with the conversation at this point and uh, circle back around in just a moment to verify if I can get one of our people who are listening to send me a message and let me know that you are hearing it. That would be wonderful. So this is the Vibrarian Show, and my topic this evening is going to be one that is very interesting, especially to me, and it is very popular on YouTube as well. So I'm very excited to bring this conversation forward. Now, um, Every Thursday evening, I bring together people who um, want to have a conversation about the topics that are fascinating and interesting to them. And I kind of consider it like a cross between Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and uh, and, uh, X-Files. So we're really exploring all manners of things. So if you will just give me a pause, I do not believe that I am actually online at this moment. Okay, I am back. Mm-hmm. Thank you for holding everyone. I had an internet outage just as the show was starting, so I will again introduce myself. My name is Joelle, and I am a vibrarian, and you are listening to the Vibrate Radio Network on Blog Talk Radio, and I am here every Thursday evening for an exploration of the mysterious and fascinating world around us. Our show line is 646-668-8988. You can call in to listen during the show, and if you have any questions, just please make sure that you press the one key to let me know, and I'll bring you on as soon as possible. I also have a chat room that is available during this show, and I will be monitoring for any questions that you have, and be sure to ask the guest panelists as we proceed throughout the evening. Now, I would love for you to join me in my Facebook community. I have put together what I like to call the Good Vibe Tribe. And this is a space where we can all uplift each other and share positive information that is elevational and enlightening and sometimes gives you a giggle and sometimes make, make your little tear come to your eye because it touches those heartstrings. So I would love for you to connect with me. You can find The Vibrarian, and that is at The Vibrarian, B-I-B-E as in energy, R-A-R-I-A-N. And I also have the same handle on Twitter and Instagram, so you can connect with me in those spaces as well. If you see something that you think would be great for the Good Vibe Tribe, please tag me because I would love to amplify your message of positivity. So I think that was it for the housekeeping. Tonight my topic is a very hot topic. I'll tell you, if you've been on YouTube at all and in Facebook groups for the last maybe two years, there has been an explosion of conversation about this. And the two words that everyone is talking about are twin flames. What are twin flames? What are soulmates? What are divine lovers? You hear all of these terms turned around. And so tonight I'm going to have a conversation to try to help you and myself understand a little bit more about this subject. And to assist me, I have two wonderful people who are leading lights in this area. 
And I would love for you all to be introduced to my co-panelists this evening, Deb and Kalina. Welcome, ladies, to the show. Hey, Hi, how are you? Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us. I'm so glad to have you. I'm so glad to have you both on now. You all are co-hosts of the Vibrations of Love radio show, which uh, has been on. You can find episodes of that on their YouTube channel. And each of you also have your own individual platforms and Facebook pages. We've got True Sacred Heart community and YouTube channel, and Deb, that is your space. And then Kalina, you have uh, Kalina Malner's Sacred Heart Ascension, both on YouTube mm-hmm. and Facebook as well. So welcome. I mean, you guys are busy, busy ladies. I was so excited to see that you were going to be actually kind of converging in Atlanta where I live, and you came into <laughs> my awareness, and I said, oh my gosh, twin flame conversations, maybe I can get you all on the and so I was so happy when you confirmed, and I really am really interested in your stories and your knowledge that um, you will be able to bring to this conversation. So by way of background, Deb, how are you connected yeah. to this concept of twin flame? Well, I – how do I describe this? I had a heart awakening five years ago. And it was so significant for me, and it set me on a path of everyone knows the ups and downs that (laughs) takes place in this journey. And um, it really, I've always been kind of a spiritual person, and I've always been kind of awake, but this really, um, this connection really started pushing every button that I had and and really bringing me to a place where um, I could grow into my wholeness. And... um, and so, you know, it's been a wild ride. It's, uh, it's very choppy to navigate. Um, circumstances in these connections can be, like, just off the charts in terms of difficulty. Uh, and, you know, but we grow and we learn and we become more ourselves. And that, to me, is what this journey is about, is really a journey to myself and my own union within myself and then being able to extend that into a connection, a very sacred heart connection, which, you know, some people call twins mm-hmm. and some people call sacred heart. And, you know, that's where, that's where I come from. <laughs> mm-hmm. so you're coming from your own space of sacred heart. That, that's beautiful. Now, uh, now Kalina, this, you are. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to let everyone know that the, the bookers and the website and the YouTube channel is all under True Sacred Union. And that okay. name came because there are a lot of, there's a lot of misconstrued relationships and stuff. But what we're really talking about is going into true sacred union um, and moving into that sacred union heart space. So anyways, I just wanted to say that. Thank you. Oh, yes, and I definitely want to explore about that concept of true union in the sacred space as we kind of get into the topic of twin flames. I think that will be a very helpful aspect that we can cover for the listeners. Now, Kalina, you are a multifaceted, uh, multidimensional aspect as well, and so how did twin flame come into your reality, so to speak? Um, well, since I was 14, I'm a Blu-ray Indigo, first of all, I know that. Um, and um, since I was 14, I've had the energy of my twins 
Um, and this may sound strange to some people, but at night when I go to sleep, um, I could feel this energy like just wrap like wings around me at night, just like almost like a, almost like a protection. And had um, I've always had um, the ability to speak with him telepathically my entire life. Um, and as I um, got older, on and off, sometimes I would honestly, sometimes I would walk away from the whole thing, not knowing what this whole thing was because I was so young, you know, and, and if you think about being 50 now, 14, that many years ago, there was no one to talk to about this stuff. You didn't just mm-hmm. go tell your parents, your brothers and sisters. So I kept everything hidden until um, probably, I don't know, four years ago, I kept it all to myself. Um, but when I had my daughter in 2000, um, everything abrupted even more and the heart, um, the heart, like I want to say reawakened, um, the mm-hmm. heart cracking reawakened then because I feel like you can have it happen more than once in your lifetime with that. If you close it up and it has to be reawakened again, you start going through that process of ascension. Um, but mine's been for forever. So, and it just led me down the path of what I'm supposed to be doing here. Um, which is teaching ascension, and um, he, I'm a healer. You know all that stuff. There's also a lot of stuff. Most yes. people, they know what I do. Well, it's light language. It's wonderful. Crazy. Well, it's wonderful because yeah. you're talking about this journey of unfolding that is not over yet. So as we are speaking mm-hmm. today, we still have so much more that will manifest into our being and how we're along this journey. And that's the most exciting thing. We could sit down a year from now and have totally shifted mm-hmm. into something that we oh, can't yeah. even conceive of as a perspective now, you know. I right. think totally that as I'm 45, and I think the first time I remembered hearing something that kind of triggered me was I believe it was the movie The Butcher's Wife with Demi Moore. Me too. And she said, Me too. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. So what is what was it that you remember about that movie? That was Kalina, correct? I'm trying to make sure I have no, your voices it was Debbie. correct. No, Debbie. No, yeah, Kalina yes. doesn't okay. watch TV or movies or anything. She doesn't know any of that stuff. She'll you'll you'll say something about the Matrix. She'll go, What? What? I don't know. Um, no. Um, oh, my gosh, The Butcher's Wife. That was my favorite movie. And this was before oh. I ever knew about Twin Flames. But, you see, I was the girl that was always looking. I was looking and looking and looking for that magical man, right? I mean, I just knew he was out there somewhere. See, I always, I always knew that there was someone there. And uh, I just, you know, kind of gave in and said, okay, well, I guess, you know, that was a fantasy or whatever. But when I saw The Butcher's Wife, oh, my gosh, chills all over. And I was like, yes, yes. And that's what really, like you said, triggered me into knowing, wow, there is something to that, you know. Yes, and I think she called it a split apart. And she tells yep. the story of, you know, that there's these split aparts. And so I, I didn't. I don't think the word twin flame really started to come into consciousness until late 2000 decades. You know, towards 2010, and then certainly like the last three or two years, four years maybe, it's really exploded. So uh, most of our mm-hmm. listeners were here to start from a very basic understanding of we don't know anything about what it is. So, what is a twin flame? 
<laughs> you want to go like there or you want me to go? <laughs> um, I think, Kalina, you should feel this one. <laughs> because you, you, got, um, you got the okay. connection, Misty. <laughs> well, from my knowing and from the visions that I receive, it's, as it is one soul from the one, it is one soul that is split in two. And when it's split in two, one takes on the masculine energy and the other one takes on the feminine. Um, you can come down in different gender bodies or you can come down in same gender bodies. It doesn't matter because one will carry the energy of the opposite one. So one will be masculine, one will be feminine. So it doesn't matter, you know, physically how you come in. Um, and they, they come down to the earth um, on this mission um, to do specific work as twins. And, um, uh, and I'm just going to say, when you come down, you more than likely most of them come down in different countries to balance the earth. You, you go where you're needed um, and you, or you choose, you know, because everybody has a blueprint, so you choose where you're going to go. And um, when you do meet that twin, um, it's when the illumination um, begins. When everybody says 1111 is twin flame. 1111 actually means illumination or awakening. So when you meet that twin, it's when your awakening begins, and it's that jilt in the heart center that cracks it open, and you start going through the process of ascension. And it, mm-hmm. with the twins, it propels it faster. It's a faster process than it is with soulmates, um, or other people that just come down, you know, that just come down choosing a different path. That's what the twin thing yeah. is. Do you understand this to be a millions of years or thousands of years process connection through multiple lifetimes, or is it just a present when you incarnated in this lifetime? Like, where are we? What is the soul inception point that we're speaking of? You know, twins, the first time twins were um, here was Lemuria. We, um, uh, and Lemuria was consciousness. And, um, okay, let me, I'm disconnecting. And Lemuria was more of a consciousness um, to do the work here or what, how, how we came in. But certain time, at a specific time, um, they, there, there was a, um, a time when we were at, we asked permission to come down in a physical form to experience love in that way, but also to do some of the things like ground the uh, Christ energy, the unconditional love into the earth, to bring that energy into the earth. And um, that started in Lemuria. Um, but we, ha- we had to have permission from God, the Alpha and Omega, because it is, God is masculine and feminine energy. Um, so there was that permission was granted, and that's when the twins began. It was in Lemuria. A lot of people think they started in Atlantis, but it, it didn't. Lemuria was the first time. So it, And you can come back in incarnation many times, but many times you may not find the other one. And, some, and then there are other times when one will stay on the other side and guide the other that is on earth. So it doesn't necess- you don't necessarily have the twin here. There's a lot of people out there that their twin may be on the other side guiding them. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I hear all the time is 
Okay, does everyone have a twin flame? <laughs> you want to answer that, Deb? It is. <laughs> well, you know, when I go into my knowing, my knowing says no. And I'll tell you why. Not everybody is on that path. Um, there are all different reasons for soul. If you look at the one, all that is, and it's, it, it separates itself into all these trillions and gazillions, we can't even count it, numbers of particles so that it can know itself. There are different paths of experience. And um, I would never want to say definitively from my own knowledge that no, everyone isn't one, but my gut tells me no. I think there's very specific times that that energy has come here. Um, I do believe that right now in this time space, during the ascension process, the, the enlightenment that happens when, in terms of the consciousness, you come from the other side and you're fully conscious, but when you come here, you put on the veil. And so when you put on that veil, you know, you're kind of sleeping. So, but when you make that connection with that, um, the twin, if you want to call it a twin, then boom, all of a sudden this rapid ascension process begins and it almost is like a catalyst that raises the level of consciousness all around and helps bring up all the other consciousness, which is why it's all planted different people around the globe. Um, And so, you know, I think the concept of everyone has a twin flame is, in my own opinion, is coming from the Hollywood control center that wants everyone to be searching, 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 busy, busy, busy looking for that other person instead of living your life and doing what you came here to do. Um, and, and what do you think about that, Kalina? I'm sorry, I muted. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, for me, when I, what I believe in in my knowing is that uh, the same thing is that not everyone came down here splitting in two. That's the thing. It was the choice when you created, when you, before you came down, if you were going to choose to come down into, um, if one soul split in two, it's a choice. And some people chose it and some people did not. Some people chose to go down the path, a singular individual, but still the all or still the, you know, mm-hmm. still representing all. So I don't mm-hmm. believe that everybody came down here with a twin at all. No, I don't. Mm-mm. And for my knowing, it, no. I'm, and I'm actually hearing that it, I'm actually having a, a guide talk to me right now saying that, that that is correct. You know, one of the things that when I first started reading about soulmates and twin flames and all of this kind of esoteric things, I really was resistant to this concept that said that I was incomplete without someone (laughs) else. And it did not resonate with me at a fundamental level. And, of course, now through my knowing this, I come to understand the difference in that kind of from a conceptual form. But that is one of the teachings that is out there is that until you align with this other, then you are not actually whole because you have been split. But that's not entirely interpreted correct, is it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No. Not at all. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Do you want me to go with that or you want to go? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We... <laughs> 
even though you're soul splits, you come down here for different experiences. You both choose different experiences if you came down with a twin. And um, and you both are on, and even though you're the only you're the only two that have the same core vibration that match each other. There is no one else that you will find that matches you. You will still be on different experiences on your path because you chose that. Um, I've got like a bunch of people talking behind me and I just lost my thought. Deb, take over for a minute because I'm starting to spin. (laughs) Hang on. Joelle, Mm -hmm. you you know that I speak light language because I have light language coming in, and if I'm not going to, if I, if you don't want me to do it, then I'll mute and let Debbie talk. But I'm getting vibrations. No, if you oh. would, you're welcome to. But I would love it if you would then explain to our listeners what light language uh, transmissions are. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I will After. tell you because I'm actually <laughs> have. A, yeah. All right, let me go ahead and say this because sometimes I'll, I'll be able to interpret it in the English as well. Um, hang この目線的なこの目線なあのこれ先生のとどなりで目線にあのおこるとととなりで目線にあのおこるとととなりで目線にあのおこるとととなりで目線にあのおこるとととなりで目線にあのおこるとととなりで目線にあのおこるとととなり
so much change and shift come through with this kind of information, light codes and things like that, that literally shifts you overnight. So for anyone that's listening, you know, there's a lot of really good things that happen on your path from that experience. And, and it's coming through specifically for who's here and who's listening and who's going to listen in the future because it's quantum. So that's all I wanted to add. Yeah. When Thanks, my Pam. understanding of light, <laughs> light language is also what people who have more of a religious kind of perspective would understand as speaking in tongues. Uh, which would be mm-hmm. the spirit moving in church setting. And I've seen several people on YouTube who, you know, um, referenced that they didn't know that they were receiving light language um, at the time when they were teenagers or were involved in very charismatic church services, which was part of their first spiritual kind of awakening when that uh, that uh, language from God came through to them. So, you know, that may be a way for some of the listeners to also have a perspective of it. Because the first time I stumbled upon a YouTuber who I think um, hit Koala Mango Coconut, Chantel, down in uh, Australia, she was just giving a reading, a regular tarot reading, and all of a sudden she busts out in this, this light language, but I didn't understand it as such, and I muted because, I, you know, I was like, first of all, I want to make sure that I'm only receiving that which I vibrate with. You know what I mean? And so I went back later after I kind of researched her and made sure that I felt comfortable with her vibration. And then I rewatched the video again later and, you know, was able to feel comfortable allowing myself to be in that energy that she delivered. You know, um, so right. for any right. of the listeners who I've got a couple messages now, there are people like, did she just speak in tongues? <laughs> you know, so I knew that was going to probably be a question yeah. that people have. Yeah, well, you know what? They That's what the um, church called it. They call it that. And they say it's a gift from the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, you're gifted that from the Holy Spirit. Um, but it's also from my knowing and from my connection beyond the veil, it's also called the language of the angels, the language of light, and the ancient language of the soul in love. And everything mm-hmm. always comes through in the highest vibration of love. And you have to be on really high vibration to actually be able to bring it through. So mm-hmm. um, a high, higher frequency and stuff. Um, so, you know, to those that are speaking it, it's fantastic. It's a part of um, the path they're on. And, and and I and I'm sorry we went off with the question. I don't remember what the question was, Joelle. <laughs> oh no, the question was about um, is everyone uh, well about completeness? You know, are you actually then? Um, oh. You know, I was saying that it didn't resonate with me about um, being incomplete as a person because I was very resistant to the idea. Well, I don't need a man to complete me. What kind of right, right. is that? I am right. holy and fearfully made and in my complete expression of creator source. So it wasn't until right. later that I began to understand. And of course, going through the twin flame journey, I had to come into knowing about that, that actually you are moved to a place of completeness. Like through the journey of of that pull between those two souls coming back together, you kind of have to really clear your crap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And heal there you go. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> come into a space of like true happiness rather than a place of neediness. And and I see so mm-hmm. many people, um, you know, in twin flame groups and things that are, I I, I vibrate a great deal of of 
self-esteem challenges, um, pain, neediness, uh, um, long-suffering kind of dynamics that, you know, I don't know what to say in response to that. Now, you all are teaching at levels where you're seeing, you know, dozens if not hundreds of people over a course of time. What have you been encountering in your clientele that are saying, you know, I'm a twin flame, I need help? Um, you can go first, Deb. Can I? I was going to say I would like to say, yeah, I'd like to say something about that. What's really interesting in terms of for me personally, it's very interesting the people that, that end up on my doorstep. They almost all have very similar patterns to mine. They're working out very similar issues, and it's like there is a hand of God that is literally moving people in my direction when it comes mm-hmm. to, um, you know, the kind of work that I do. Um, I do want to talk just a minute, if I could, about something that, that came to me when we were talking about completeness, is that, you know, the main essential building blocks of this whole entire path is that we are in the process when we, when we come into this situation, we have to remove the blocks that we have to love. So because you cannot mm-hmm. bring baggage with you into a relationship that is of this caliber and vibration. And what happens is, is when these two people meet, they meet and they go into this extremely ecstatic, high vibrational connection where they know each other as they are the real them, okay? And then what ends up happening is, is one person, whoever's, it's like two people playing chicken. Whoever has the most blocks to love falls out and goes, I can't handle this. I got to run. As soon as that happens, the other person goes into a tailspin and they start running and it becomes a run chase, run chase, because there's blocks there to love. They're afraid. They're afraid of abandonment. They're afraid of so many different things valuing themselves, how to say no to somebody. I mean, you can go on and on and on about the blocks that are there for, for, to remove for love. But essentially what is happening is on the planet, we're going from an old templated relationship that's based on economics, people who one person does this really well and this person, you want to talk about not being complete. If you look at 90% of the marriages on this planet right now, they are based mm. on who does what to complement each other. You don't find two people that are just alike getting married. No, you got to have someone that's good at cutting the grass and someone that's good at doing dishes and someone that's good at finance and someone that's good at raising kids. It's all a business economic model. What happens when two people come together that are the same vibration? Oh, my gosh. You meet yourself in the mirror and all of a sudden there's, you have to grow into a whole person because if you don't, you will, you will crumble. And I can tell you that this path for me, when I experienced that um, fall, if you call, out of a bubble, what I ended up having to do constantly was love myself, love myself. I had to do it to get through it. And so as we learn to love ourselves and we start to peel away the blocks that we have to love, we're transforming into a new template of love. That's what the twins came here to do. And what they're doing is they're putting it here for everybody. So everybody doesn't have to be a twin to experience this kind of connection. You're just going to find people starting to come into their wholeness, and then they're going to want to be with someone who is like them. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, it does. 
You know, um, uh, one of our other panelists this evening was supposed to be Pink Bella uh, Tracy, Pink mm-hmm. Bella of Pink Bella Aloha Therapy. And she uh, spoke quite a bit on Tuesday about templates as well and the the, mm-hmm. uh, the upgrading of the templates. And unfortunately, she finished the flat tire and couldn't make it this evening, so sending her love and light yeah. for her safety. Me too. She's getting her car issue worked out but you know doing a lot of template work and I've been involved in several like group meditations with uh, twin collective where it is definitely saying that there is an imbalance in masculine and feminine and the roles that have been patterned and that working to remove those things that have left people deeply deeply unhappy not just relationship but with their whole mm-hmm. finding a place in reality it's left a lot of uh dissatisfaction and soul level uh like you don't fit in because if it's told yeah. you that as a feminine you can't be empowered and you need to wait for someone to take care of you or if it's told you you're a man and you can't cry because that's a sign of weakness you know all those things have been manifesting for people as as spiritual challenges that then they go to seek a resolution. And so from what I understand, that twin influence and shifting the templates, when you vibrate, everybody vibrates at a frequency that affects everything around them. We are not living in bubbles. So even right. if you're a just, uh, you know, if you're not a twin, if you're just a regular person, if somebody has a dour mood, they have the potential of creating a dour mood in their room. So if you are a love being and you vibrate unconditional love, be it a priest, a nun, a helper, a healer, a twin flame, you are going to ignite that same love energy in everything around you from pets to people. You know, so I think that it's one of the most exciting (laughs) dynamics of the healing era that we're in. And it's it's cross, what do you want to cross, cross disciplinary, you know what I'm saying? I try to, there tends to be some teaching that tends to kind of try to elevate twin flames as better than or more high and mighty. And, uh, you know, I really do try to be, more mindful when I'm speaking about it because it's it's like you could say, well, you know, I'm a librarian, but it's just what I am. It doesn't make me better. Now, I'm a great librarian, you know what I'm saying? But that's not to say mm-hmm. I'm any better than a nurse, you know. Uh, so it's kind of like a distinguisher rather than a a, a, a title of, of weight, if you will. Do you it's find a lot function. of people? Yes. Oh, a function. That's a great word. It's just a function. We're all here doing different kinds of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I want to add to that, though, about the seek, because I almost feel like the twin flame journey is a seeking journey. It's the, and I, it's the seeking of your soul, of your own soul is what it is, and the process of it. And that's what starts it, the process of ascension for you. But it's the seeking of self, of your authentic self is what it actually is. Um, you just happen to be in um, two bodies. But um, the template thing, my clients, like you asked about um, what do you see your clients coming for you as. Mine, I'm a more metaphysical person, and Deb's is one who she can get into people and see the big picture and, you know, things from different perspective and stuff. But mine, like my clients come to me for the, to remove energy blockages. And when I do, I can actually see the template that they are specifically working on 
um, as I visualize and go through their blockages and see, because I'm given like visions of where these things energetically started. And so I see exactly what template, template they're working on, that they are removing the patterns and the past behaviors mm-hmm. and um, all of those things. But they're just not removing it from their own soul. They're removing it from humanity, from the yes. Mother Earth, from the and Earth's consciousness. It's why we're all here doing this work. So this work is mm-hmm. for the big picture. And every single soul is doing it, not just twin flames. And we, right. that's one thing mm-hmm. that they have to continue to remember is we are all equal here. There is nobody better than the next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Hi, so is twin flame then your lover is it your child? Is it your best friend? What forms can this twin flame dynamic manifest? Oh, I can't imagine it being friends or love. I mean, I can't imagine it being family members. Can you, Kalina? They come in everything. It can. Oh, yeah. They okay. Can, they all can right. come in all different ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. I actually I'm just... I'm spoken recently to some actual twins birthed by the same mother that are twin flames, but they are both boys. Okay. You might think it's strange, huh? That's the way they chose to come in. Yep. Uh, This was just last week. That's the way they chose to come in, but they don't have that, like the physical attraction love relationship, but they totally balance each other in their vibration they're of the same core vibration, and they both know why they're here, and they're doing work. So Interesting. Because my, I was going to say, my stepmom and her sister, she just lost her twin sister, and I've never seen anyone be so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. This, this was her everything. This was her complete everything. They both were like that. Who knows? I mean, you might be absolutely right. I just never, I can't imagine in that situation. One of the the things that is, um, and I would like to get into this topic as well here, but one of the things that is a hallmark, if you will, of a twin flame dynamic is the, you know, heragamos. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it wrong, but it is the kundalini, the heragamos. The um, you know the caduceus of the 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 kundalini rising energy in the two individuals that intertwine in what we would normally see as the medical symbol uh, representation that then creates the third sacred energy that is the healing energy uh, that is based on the union coming together when those two soul beings come into the sexual connection. And are, are either of you familiar with that? Mm, yeah. Well, I think it's different, ex- differently explained by a okay. lot of different people. Mm-hmm. You're well, talking I mean, about the think... psych- the... Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. You go, go ahead. ahead, for sure. <laughs> Um, hmm. And this is the sexual part. Well, yeah, you're so talking about. I'm going through kind of like some of the aspects. Yeah, your hair is Some of the aspects of a twin flame connection. So starting with 
one of the main things that people will be like, well, my, my best friend couldn't be my twin flame because I don't have make love with my twin flame and that dynamic that would create the Herothgamos uh, of the Kundalini connection that changes the vibration cellularly. And I've heard teachings on both sides of it that they will know you're just not experiencing sexual energy in your twin flame dynamic in this particular manifestation when it comes in that kind of relationship pattern versus the common popular term, which is that, you know, you have this kind of awakening of an energy that you've never felt before, and that's one of the first indications that, wait, there's something different about this this person because they pretty much knocked yeah. your socks off. <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I, you know what, Debbie, do you remember when I was telling you about the the vision that I had about it starting at the chakras, the root chakra? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I'll explain that today since I haven't actually done a video or anything on that yet. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. Okay. Go for it. All right. So in the vision, Joel, that I had, and, and, um, and, I, and I actually connect with a um, twin flame elder on the other side, but the vision that I had was when um, the twin folds meet, okay, many of them have, well, I think all of them have that kundalini awakening. But what you see is it starts at the root chakra, um, you have that attraction. It's the physical attraction, and it starts at the root chakra. And when it starts there, what it does is it, it, it almost like it's, I want to say it starts, the, it starts it to open if it's not already open, and if we have not been living spiritually and we've shut our energy system down, um, it's not always going to, it's not like shut down all the way, but it's not, we aren't aware of it, those that aren't aware of it. Um, you connect, you have that connection to the chakras and it's that kind of, um, you have that sexual physical explosion um, and the kundalini way, because it's all down there, but it's where the root chakra opens, it starts to open first. And from what I saw and is that what it does is it energetically starts to open both of you. And that's when you, you know, you go through the clearing and cleansing of that root chakra because it starts to open and you start, um, and you'll have that physical traction in that, um, we call it what, the, the bubble of love or whatever um, <laughs> in the beginning. And you have that just like, that, like you can't like stop um, touching each other or whatever. Um, um, and as you proceed through this process, it moves up the chakra system. It moves up the energy system. So you start that base clearing. It's opening and clearing. Now, many times it doesn't open all the way. And that's mm-hmm. when you seek someone else mm-hmm. to help to remove energy blocks because that's when you start that, um, I want to say, I don't want to say a downfall, but when you start that, um, what do you call it, Deb, where they, everybody starts like, is, is it the runner chaser we call it? I call it the push-pull. Like triggering. Um, I, I like triggering. to think yeah. of it as the rubber yeah. band. I like to think of yeah, it as the rubber, rubber band. band. So, yeah. we, so we start that. So that starts because you're not, you're, you're getting those triggers, but you're not understanding it because you're not at that soul level yet that allows you to understand it. Unless you're totally awakened, um, you start this process of ascension, and it moves up the chakra system. And each, you go from the root to the sacral to the solar plexus, and everything starts 
moving up and little bit by little bit they start opening and, and the triggers start hidden in different areas. And um, this is what I've seen. I've seen it so many times in my visions and I just have not known how to explain it to others. But that attraction first is at that root chakra where when you have that, that awakens the kundalini and then bam, you've got that um, kundalini awakening. Um, and I just have not explained it. It's been like, it's been a little confusing for myself when I look at it, but I do understand it. I understand it because it's mm-hmm. that cleansing and purification process that you have to go through to step into your wholeness and then into your authentic self on your path, on your journey. And from there, when you're in your authentic self, you accept in your wholeness, that's when you, you know, you continue purification of all of your bodies, of the psyche. You have to clear all of that, you know, stepping out of ego and moving to sacred heart. That's part of yeah. the process. And then from I there, to you say know, that too. Yeah. yeah, that's where we're doing. We're removing all of those layers, those blooming onion layers, um, the <laughs> ego that have been placed there and um, moving into the sacred heart. And that's what right now a lot of people are bouncing back and forth because they aren't able to stay in the sacred heart the whole time. But yeah. after that, you know, after that piece of the really fully getting in there, you get, you're still not fully in. Um, uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm just bringing information in. But as you're going through this process and clearing and purging and cleansing all the bodies and cleansing all the chakras and removing the energy blocks and um, releasing all those past patterns and templates and behaviors and those conditions that are placed upon us, as we do this, we then begin to step into our own Christ consciousness as we go, as we purify, as we're at that higher level, with that higher vibration of unconditional love, and we step into that. Mm-hmm. And from that part where there's not, a whole lot of people there just yet. And that's actually what the solar eclipse is coming in. It's going to help with, but I'm, I'm not going to bring that up at just a moment. But after <laughs> that, step, the next step is, is actually connecting with your own God self. So it's a process you mm-hmm. go through to become completely I agree. whole. You're completely I, whole I was, is when you are your God self. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I just, you know, when I think of the whole process, I think about, you know, we think about the base chakras and we think about, you know, all of the, I want to say the more primal, the more primal needs that we have as a human um, and that it all starts in the, in the base needs. And as you start to remove these blocks, it's like, it's almost like this alchemy does blow through a lot of those it is the flame, it, it's funny, it's the flame that burns away a lot of the blocks as you, um, you know, uncover all these triggers. I always talk about triggers. You know, the twin flame mm-hmm. experience triggers you like nothing else and triggers you to go, go really deep. And it's almost as if that energy starts at the, the root, at the base need, and then it starts to go up, up, up. And as it starts to get to the heart, it, you know, that's when that's when you start to realize that it's almost as if the connection transforms. It transforms. And, you know, they, they talk about the bubble phase of this kind of connection. That that bubble phase, you know, it starts out that way and then it seems to implode, explode, whatever you want to call it, and all this chaos and everything. But the truth is, is when you get to the other side of it, it's actually just a much more elevated height because there's no block. You see, there's no blocks to love. 
And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. where are you? You're in your heart chakra. You're in your upper chakras, making that same mm-hmm. connection. So, Right. Right. You, you talk about burning things away, and I will say that if you spend any amount of time in any Twin flame forums or have, you know, I've known lots of people who have been twin flames, and quite honestly, some people have pretty much burned down their entire reality all for the sake of what they believe is a twin flame connection. And so, you know, for our listeners who are like, well, what is it that would make a person do that? The typical story is that, well, I met someone and there was an instant connection. We could not stop ourselves from falling into bed with each other. Even though I was married, he was married. He had children, I had children. And after that moment, then we either kept on a clandestine affair because we could not keep our hands off of each other or we left our spouse. Or, you know, you hear kind of versions where it's like, well, you know what, I just couldn't help it. She was my twin or he was my twin. You know, I I couldn't Mm -hmm. help it. I know it's wrong, but here I was on his doorstep or, you know, and so you hear terms like stalker, homewrecker, all these kind of dynamics are around Mm -hmm. in the twin flame community. And do you... I know maybe not with the clients who come to you, but when you're looking around and listening to the collective story that's happening right now, is that part of the twin flame? Do you lose your mind? Can I say something? Well, no. I would like to say something. There is a big difference between people who are using a twin flame connection to justify a very serious sexual connection with a person. Um, I would say in, in my own estimation that a lot of it has to do with what kind of spiritual progress is being made around the connection. It is a spiritual connection before it is anything else. It is always about healing. It is always about growing. It is always about um, moving up, up, up. And unfortunately, I do think that there are people that get trapped in a cycle of, um, how shall we say, Um, you know, uh, yes, there's a sexual chemistry, and the sexual chemistry is so intense. It is designed, it might not even be a twin. It might just be a catalytic experience that's teaching you how to open up and just change your life. Maybe you've been stuck in a marriage that absolutely is not working. It is not helping you. It is not your highest good. Maybe that connection just comes along to get you unstuck. Um, But there's Mm -hmm. a lot of that going on. You know, I tend to think of those kinds of situations. It really depends on how much spiritual work is being done by the people involved, you know. Um, And I don't know. Maybe that's a little judgmental, but... It, there really is a very, very spiritual component to twin flames. Now, there is also a very important piece to a sexual attraction and things that move you to a different place. You're not supposed to be in this particular place and you won't break that pattern or whatever because so I'm not judging the connections. There are so many different kinds of connections that will change this mm-hmm. whole template. But are they twin flames? I tend to think of the twin flames are the ones that are doing the spiritual work. Most of them are very awake, and they know what's mm-hmm. going on. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? 
Um, I agree. Or at least one of them is very awake. I've seen, I've had a lot of clients where one's very awake and one is just awakening. Right. You know, we've seen that a lot where one is pulling the other one up in vibration and, and they're just awakening. Um, but it's usually but some also, awakening around it. Yeah, there's something. But, um, well, yeah, because then when you meet, you illuminate each other. So you start going through the process, the ascension process. But mm-hmm. the one thing I wanted to say about the twin flames is, you know, that that physical connection, I think, for a lot of them, the really crazy one, I think, is short-lived um, because you do move to the heart center. And just like the experience that, well, Joel, just so you know, my connection with my twin flame has always just been energetic. I've never been in physical presence with them. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I've moved into that. Um, it, it's always it's been that um, heart connection, but you can also have a physical orgasm without actually being in the same room with this person. So and I explained yes. it the last um <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. they explained at the mm-hmm. last conference that Debbie and I were at with some of our other friends that we um, put on is that, um, for me, I experienced it as going to um, basically go into zero point is what I mm-hmm. did. But the, but the um, connection was all heart-centered, all heart-centered, and you know, it's a full cosmic, all full-body orgasm. And there mm-hmm. was no touching, nothing. It just was the connection when he came energetically, he connected to my chakras, he connected to my solar plexus, my heart, and my um, third eye and crown. And it was just mm-hmm. so quick. It, it was probably um, maybe a minute and a half. The whole energy just like overtook my body and I just went straight up into like that feeling of just um, a zero point where you're, when you're just the consciousness of love and peace and then the full body orgasm happened. And it's the most incredible thing that you'll ever have as a physical being on this earth <laughs> that I think mm-hmm. um, when it comes to feeling that kind of uh, physicality. But it is very heart-centered, and that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. It's about stepping the sacred heart and knowing that we can actually have that connection in that way without physically being in the same room. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, and what you're talking about then in terms of that kind of experience, I would say that that is definitely an indicator that you have a twin flame connection. And by that Mm -hmm. I mean many people will say that years before they actually came into physical awareness with their twin in, in 3D, they had these encounters in either a dream or lucid state where they felt an energetic or received a message. And most people aren't thinking of themselves as psychic at that time. I know I certainly wasn't. But it was like a recognition um, that my twin self came, soul came to me. And I then knew later when it happened, I had received like indicators that confirmed for me. And it's kind of like, a, it's hard to explain to people who've never experienced it when you have this kind of uh, crossover between 5D to 3D. And when you're manifested mm-hmm. with these really weird experiences that say, well, wait a second, I, I just, 
I saw and I felt this this love in my heart for this being in the dream space. It was like nothing else. I woke up in tears because we separated when I woke up. And people, I remembered my dream for uh, like 20 years that I had that visit. And at the time I was married, did not know anything about twins, and but I woke mm-hmm. up just in tears from this dream of being separated from my heart. And I was like, wait a second, I'm supposed to be happily married. What I just felt was not what I'm feeling in my marriage, you know what I'm saying, at the time. Mm-hmm. But for people who are yeah. like, okay, what do, what do you – What do you experience when you experience a twin flame? How do you know? What are some of the unique uh, things Mm -hmm. that people can kind of put on their little list to say, hmm, I might be having (laughs) or I might not be having a twin experience? Well, I have my own explanation, but, Deb, you can go with yours first. Well, let me clarify. Can you say that question again? Because I think I was basing (laughs) Well, it's just kind of Sorry. like what are your indicators, you know, like uh, visitations okay. in the 5D, like having a full body kind of orgasmic experience um, where you go to another dimension is certainly something that your average guy you go on a date with is not going to trigger in you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, some, of the, some of the, from the different clients I've spoken with, and I'll just throw into the mix, you know, personal experience and other uh, people's experiences, um, I would say first and foremost, there's just a deep heart connection that your heart just flies wide open. And um, it really does feel like your heart is cracking wide open. Um, And a lot of people have explained that there was a lot of energy flowing between, between them and the other person. Um, and you know, it was, it was kind of like, did anyone, you know, did you feel that? Did I feel that? You know, it's kind of like that, that situation where people are feeling like mutual drawing, but you know, again, it's like there have been different circumstances, but a a lot of the people that come to me, these are the kinds of experiences they're having. So, um, and it's usually a lot of people talk about the synchronicities, things keep coming in front of them to give them messages, um, they're hearing songs, and then the other person will come on and say something about the song. They're, you know, In other words, there's so much synchronicity between the two. Uh, they, usually, they usually are very similar types of people. Uh, they usually have similar, like, upbringings or similar career paths or similar you know what I'm saying it's like again it's the same being if you will just experiencing life in a different body at a different time space you know a different different um so that's what I would say there's a lot more to it than that but it's every every situation is so different right what do you say Kalina well I think just to recognize if it is your twin, for me, the way I always explain it and the way that I have experienced it is, yes, it's that heart connection. It's that full loving. Um, it's the deepest love you will ever feel. It, it internally takes over your entire body, and it takes you into this full peace and calm state for me. Yes. And when, um, for me, the connection with my twin is, He's the only one that makes me feel like I'm home. And the way I always explain that is that I feel like I'm going to crawl right inside of him 
and just close mm-hmm. them up, like wrap around. Like like I said when I was younger, you'd wrap around me. It's like I can go in there, crawl inside, wrap around, and just have, be in that state of consciousness where it's just love and peace. Because um, yeah. mm-hmm. the vibrations are the same, and you connect that way, and you're just in love, peace, and, and joy. There's nothing else like it you will not find anyone else like that no one else will do that to you you feel like you're home now Mm -hmm. so much of what you see is the kind of it is not that feeling of peace there is a lot of unrest (laughs) in people who consider themselves Mm -hmm. to be on the twin flame journey um they're you know to hear people talk sometimes there's a cruelty or rejection where they'll say well I was blocked by this person and they cut me out of their life and will not speak to me again it's been five years it's been ten years I haven't been able to move on because every time I try to connect with someone I can't you know is can I I speak to them Oh yes, my please. <laughs> you know, the bottom line of this connection is if you need the other person, they're not able to be there for you. That's their job. That's their job. Their job is mm-hmm. literally to make you stand on your own two feet. So <laughs> the more you need the person, the more they have to pull away. So when you stop needing the person, they're able to step back in. The moment you turn your energy back to needing, they have to step back. How else can you become whole if another person will hold you up or will fix things for you or will heal you? Or, you know, that is, the, that is one of the main key things that I've seen with twins is that, you know, a lot of people will be like, well, everything was going so great and we were together and I didn't even realize and all of a sudden I felt so close to him and then all of a sudden I was thinking I really wanted to see him and then he was gone. I was like, well, do you mm-hmm. feel like you need him there to feel okay? Well, oh, when did that happen? Seriously, people, mm-hmm. people who are standing in their own power will allow themselves to fall into old patterns of codependency because we're all programmed for codependency around the planet. So mm-hmm. what we're doing is we're breaking all of those codependency patterns. So literally, that is why a twin will push, push, push your button and make you go totally crazy until you clear it. And then they'll come back mm. and they'll push them again and see how tender you are. And you, as you start to step more and more into your wholeness, suddenly the twin comes up, they push the button, you're like, yeah, I see that. Mm, I'm not going for that one this time. But then, then let's say all of a sudden you're like, I'm in my power. I feel really good about things and, you know, and you're, you're with your twin and everything's great. And then all of a sudden you get the, the energies pressing down on you from the solar eclipse and from the, you know, and then all of a sudden these patterns <laughs> from different things start surfacing. It's like, oh, my gosh, how many different ways this Sunday am I going to sit here and try to root this stuff out? But it's always for coming into your wholeness and not needing the person. If you need the other person one iota, you cannot be with them, not in true sacred union. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, I see the magnet yeah. example all the time. That it's like you you have no choice but to repel each other, no matter how much you may be intending to be closer. 
it it is absolutely like science that you just are going to be straining and straining to no avail to bring that in and to go into that neutrality and then positive vibration is what then brings it step by step back into a harmonious kind of connection you know um right so much of yeah so much of what what i'm seeing go ahead it's just the, it's, it starts with the opening of the heart. It starts with the opening of the heart center, and many times that opening can bring forth difficulties and things that people have never had to face in their lifetime until that actually happens. And that's when all the triggers and stuff come up. Um, and it can be a very problematic experience for many people because um, they don't know how to deal with it, they don't know how to go through the releasing process, and you know they don't know, they don't know even most people don't even know about the chakra system. So right. um, there's so many different, you know, if they don't know how, to, let's just put it this way: there's people have become so confused, they become so confused, yeah. and it causes like reactions instead of positive actions. There's a lot of reactions going on to what's happening, and Therefore, that pushes them into turmoil and everything else. And some of them, like some of them get this crazy, wild, um, I can't be without you, devoted kind of, you know, chase. That's, Deb calls it the rubber band. I call it the push-pull. And people call it the runner-chaser. Mm-hmm. And there's some that go into, like, um, they actually go into hatred. They, they like, they go into those really um, terrible places. But all that stuff is doing is pushing all of those um, densities out of the physical body, of the mental, the emotional, all those different states of being, all of the bodies, it's pushing that stuff up. When we open up that heart center, it's pushing those things up that we don't need to be here anymore, that we have to release for the collective, for the consciousness of the earth, for the templates and everything. That's, um, that's how I see the process is that beginning of that heart center opening um, is when everything starts. Mhm. Well, I definitely know that, and the challenge, and it's I, you know, I I hate to narrow things to like a twin flame perspective, because I have really tried to just live outside of that kind of pathway into totality. Because to be unconditionally loving, period, you know, to love mm-hmm. others for themselves, and firstly to then love ourselves unconditionally. That's mm-hmm. the hardest thing. Most people feel like they mm-hmm. can love others. Oh, I love them. Oh, my goodness, I accept everything about them. But then they're <laughs> sitting there feeling uh, insecure, having self-esteem issues, feeling self-worth issues, or not trusting themselves. But they're like, oh, I trust my mate completely. or I trust you. And I keep thinking, well, you just can't do that for others, which you cannot exist in for yourself, period, you know, so unconditionally loving of yourself, bumps, warts, frogs and all, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how can we easily just say, well, no, no, I love this other. And, you know, it is very challenging to say unconditional love because, you know, even the Christ consciousness shows that, you know, uh, you are crucified when you show the the energy of unconditional love. Love all. There is no distinction. All are one. That message over and over again has been extinguished and with the most uh, extreme violence in most cases. 
and we kind of experience mm-hmm. that in our personal lives where we try to love someone unconditionally and then they wind up rejecting, hurting, or otherwise harming us, it's really hard mm-hmm. to maintain that energy. It really is. Yeah. You know. Can I right. speak and to I unconditional? You're, you're, oh, sorry. You're right, though. You're right about the unconditional part is that how can you truly love someone else unconditionally if you don't love yourself con- unconditionally first? That's true. Mm-hmm. Very true. Is it okay if I speak hardest. to un- on the unconditional love piece? Because it's something that has yes. become really clear to me on this path is that this is a different way of looking at unconditional love, I think. All right, let me see if I can get this straight in my own heart. When we speak of unconditional love, what we're really talking about is our ability to master our own vibrations, okay? Mm -hmm. When we master our own vibrations, then anyone can come into our realm or our presence, and we know that our vibration is our own responsibility, It is not something that anyone else can control. Mm -hmm. So when you have this incredible ability to manifest your own high vibration, you can keep it there. You know that if you decide to allow your vibration down because someone comes in and does something and you're conscious of it and you say, you know what, I'm knowing that it's me lowering my vibration, I'm choosing to do it, I'm relishing it or whatever, experiencing it, but it's not the other person, it's me. I'm mastering my vibration. That is when Mm -hmm. you can experience unconditional love because what is unconditional love? It is the ability to have someone come in and for you to be able to stay in your own vibration, which means they can appear in any shape or form that they're in at their particular moment of now, and it doesn't touch you. That's unconditional Mm -hmm. love. And when you're talking about a twin flame situation, to have your own vibration be at its highest and have the other person come in and do this and this and this and you are totally unaffected, you are whole. When you're whole, you can love them unconditionally. I have no conditions as to how you show up in front of me because I'm okay. That is, yeah, that is a wonderful analogy, (laughs) you know, because uh, so much (laughs) of, of what we do is externally facing, right? We allow the reflection that others, which is truly just their own perspective, but so many times we, and we're, we're kind of taught that and primed for that, especially if you're watching TV or consuming media or out in like a lot of contact with structured environments. There's a lot of that, you know, uh, externally facing energy that can come to you that makes you feel like, well, I'm not a good employee. Um, I'm having competency yeah. challenges. I feel like I'm not as pretty or I feel like I'm not as strong. You know what I'm saying? All of that external. But when you really do inoculate yourself into that space of, hey, well, <laughs> you know, I am blocked. me and I'm awesome. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, it's all the blocks that we have to love. And see, that's what this whole process does is it starts chipping away at our belief system. What do we believe about ourselves? Because what we believe about ourselves is what we create in our reality. So it's called projection. And so we experience what we believe about ourselves. But this journey, this journey forces us to pull ourselves up by the bootstrap lest we be consumed or completely annulled, what was the word, um, annihilated <laughs> because it's such mm-hmm. a 
it's almost like a traumatic shock to the system to have this kind of connection come in. It's like you have to pull up your big girl pants and you have to get out there and you have to really face those blocks and those programs and what what do I really believe about myself? Bashar is a great, mm-hmm. if you want to, Bashar, I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar. Mm-hmm. Bashar, I would recommend for anyone. It, it, his teaching teaches about what you prefer and what you don't prefer and how to create your own reality. And, um, and, and so much of it is, you know, what do you prefer and how do you, um, how do you know? Like, like when something comes up, what is it you really believe about yourself for you to be feeling this way right now? What must you believe? Mm-hmm. Nine times mm-hmm. out of ten, even ten times out of ten, when you answer that question, you'll go, well, that's silly. What do you mean? I, I don't really believe that about myself. But we, we'll answer that question in a way and we're like, oh, my God, I really do think that, don't I? That's stupid. And we drop it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, you know, you're releasing the, you're pulling, you're finding those negative life patterns or programs and you're changing them by finding what's presenting the problem, you know, what's limiting your decision and, and, and finding the, the negative emotion or removing all that stuff. That's what actually you're doing through this process. Yeah. yeah. If that makes any I sense. About, <laughs> when you um, find, yeah, absolutely. when you find the hurt, you know, yes. when you find the hurt. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're mm-hmm. saying I'm not worth something, you have to find the hurt. That's the root. So if you say I mm-hmm. keep, I want more in life, or, or, or um, I'm bored with my job, or whatever, you have to. You find out that that means you you don't think you're worthy of something, and then you have to go beyond that and find the hurt that causes that that negative emotion. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what you have to release, and that's what we're doing through this process. It's that's the scientific approach to it. Oh, and Kalina has been so helpful to me. Kalina, you've been so helpful to me on this journey. She (laughs) saved me, guys. (laughs) I had wisdom, and I'll tell you what, I've had a pretty pretty good path, but she's very good at finding the root. She's very good. I don't do the past life thing. I don't really go explore that stuff, but she's helped me find a couple of things and also had me go look at some things. And I'm telling you, you know, when you get to that root, that's the work. The twin flame journey is really that work, clearing those blocks and finding out where is that coming from? Where is the stupid belief that I have about myself coming mm-hmm. from? Got to get mm-hmm. rid of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, one of my and favorite we limit ourselves. books is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite books is that I came into my awakening with was uh, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And he talks about yeah. the. Matoti and the kind of uh, domestication of us and how we have the ability to then refashion agreements. And when we discover that we have agreed to think that we are unworthy and that, or that we are powerless, when we get to the root of that, that we can shift it by using, you know, the certain frameworks then to say, well, wait, <laughs> well, that's not actually true. And I've been behaving as though I believe it, but now I can believe something different and reorganize, you know, my my perspective framework, which then determines my reality of the world that I experience then as it flows through me. I can right. change that. You know, and uh, there's lots of different pathways to the same kind of message of, you know, we are as we think we are. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Right. And we experience what we think we're experiencing. Yep. 
Projection and reality. We we create our own reality. Yeah, (laughs) we do. We are our own universe. So look around that, and you're creating it all. So how does that feel? That's kind of a scary thought, isn't it? Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes. I pray (laughs) that. Now, for a person who wants to understand, you know, the difference between uh, a twin flame and a soulmate or a a divine counterpart, like what are some of the terms that you're finding are used and the definitions that then tend to be common for those at this time? I mean, <laughs> oh, you're going to ask me. Uh, you've got all that divine I mean, help over there. <laughs> <laughs> we have hundreds of thousands of soulmates people that we've connected with in many lives um, that have been all kinds of different family members. Um, They're also, um, they can be your pets too, Um, come back as your pets. Mm -hmm. But soulmates Mm -hmm. are, it's funny because a lot of people say, oh, soulmates are the ones that when you run into a soulmate, they cause you a lot of problems. But I've honestly seen some soulmates that have come together and they've even said to me, "No, we're not twins. We don't. We haven't gone. We haven't done that process. We we don't have that vibration, or whatever. But they are so content with each other. It depends. To me, it depends mm-hmm. on what vibration you're on. It depends on where you've taken your place on your journey. Because um, you might meet a soulmate that you've both gone through this process. You know, because everybody goes through this process of ascension. That's what everybody's going through. And you could meet a soulmate that can either." make you flip your lid or you can make meet a soulmate that um, you're totally on and a great vibration with a, a resonance with, and it's not going to be like a twin, a core vibration like that, but it, a soulmate could be anyone, anyone that you've had from your soul family that you've had that connection with in past lives. Um, so I just want to say that, um, I mean, we have so many different ones, but we, 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 we meet so more than one during our lifetime. It can even be even our brothers and sisters or our family members. I mean, I don't – I've heard so many people say negative things about soulmates, but honestly, if you don't come down here on the twin path, you're going to connect with a soulmate that you're going to end up in a relationship. So when I hear, like, negative things about soulmates, it kind of makes me go, eek, you know? I don't like that talk because I really feel like it has to do with where you're at in your process – how you choose to live, which should be choosing to live from your heart, and um, and I feel you can you can find that connection with somebody with a soulmate or a twin. Um, so I don't know if you wanted to know like the difference between the soulmate and the twin, but um, well, Kalina, Kalina, I was mm-hmm. thinking something yeah. as you're talking about soulmate. I think a lot of soulmates that people have uh, married or partnered with, they are soulmates, but they've started to be called mm-hmm. the karmic partner. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what? And I feel like a soulmate helps you grow through your process. But so does the twin flame. It's just the twin flame is more, uh, a twin flame is, um, what do you want to say? <laughs> it depends on your, honestly, again, I'm going to say this again because it's coming through me right now. And they're saying that it depends on where you are in the process and where you connect mm-hmm. on your vibration. Because if someone's been through the process, much longer than the other one, and they're at that higher vibration, you can assist your twin or a soulmate in lifting them to a higher vibration and helping them go through the process. Um, right. But 
I don't know if that's making sense, but this is just coming through now. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be um, horrible. And, I, and, I, and the whole the karmic thing could be certain mm-hmm. people that you contracted with, certain soulmates yeah. you contracted with, to have that karmic relationship. Not and all soulmates to grow. you to have that karmic. <laughs> yes, and to grow. And not all soulmates you came in to have a karmic relationship with. You contracted them. To, you have a loving, a wonderful, loving relationship. It just depends on what right. you planned in your blueprint before you came. Yeah. Who's, been, mm-hmm. who's stepping up? Who's the lucky person that's stepping up to help you on your journey with the karmic part? <laughs> mm-hmm. you, know, you, just, you don't know. You find out when it happens. Yeah. That's probably, I want to say something here. You know, people, I, I get a lot of questions as, you know, how can you tell if this is a twin or a catalyst or a soulmate? I say time. Mm-hmm. Time mm-hmm. is going to tell you, does this wear off? Does this go anywhere? What's the spiritual evolution? And let's just face it, I mean, you're either, you know, you're going to remain in that connection or it's going to be a season, you know. Um, and you don't know. Sometimes you really just don't know. But I guess we just have to trust. You know, we came here on a path like this, and obviously our hearts are full of it, you know, full of the love for, you know, finding that connection. Um, we came here to do this, and, and our soul, like Kalina says about the blueprint, we had a blueprint. We know what we're doing here, but we don't trust ourselves enough. We don't trust that it's all unfolding perfectly, that everything has right. to happen in a particular order, that you can't, like, for example, some people are like, well, when is my twin going to leave their karmic partner or their soulmate or whatever to be with me? Well, guess what? Maybe their work's not done yet, you know? Maybe mm-hmm. they still have mm-hmm. work right. to do together. You know, there there is right. always reasons. Yeah. Right. And, and, and I'm going to say what I always say. When we step out of the ego, when we've removed all of that stuff, um, when we step out of ego and we move into the sacred heart is when we're truly living in the moment of now. When we're living in the moment and now, we're living in that trust, the trust that everything is going every, as planned in perfect mm-hmm. time because we planned it before we came. Mm-hmm. And when you live in the sacred heart, you live in that moment and now, not in the past and not in the future. Those things don't matter. They honestly don't matter. The past is the past. You release those things. You let them go. The future may not happen. You may not be here tomorrow. So why would you sit and worry about what's going to happen with your twin or what's going to happen with a soulmate or anything? Um, mm-hmm. You know, those well, that focus like on the, the future, oh, sorry, sorry. Fo- those that focus on the future all the time, or always constantly reliving the past, are just putting themselves mm-hmm. into a mental state of worry and anxiety instead of living their life. That's why mm-hmm. we're moving out of the ego and removing all of those patterns and everything and all those thoughts, you go through these thought processes and you get stuck in your thought and thought is ego and ego is fear and in control and all of those things. We need to let go of those things. Trust in the process. The process is the plan that we created and that's the blueprint. And that is part, which I believe is part of our Merkaba, um, but it's also mm-hmm. where we find all the answers is in, in our heart center moving back to the divine feminine sacred heart where we're supposed to live, where we're always meant mm-hmm. to live from. But everything mm-hmm. got kind of misconstrued when um, things happened way back a long time ago, but I won't get into that. So this process is about mm-hmm. moving from ego to sacred heart, 
to live in the moment of now. And when we can live, when we can just be and just allow things to happen, that's when we're truly have given in to trust that everything is okay mm-hmm. and everything's exactly as we planned. Right. Yes. Living in the moment of now. Everything unfolds yes. in the moment of now. And when we stay in the moment of now, um, I, I've learned a lot about the stories we tell ourselves, you know. We tell ourselves all these stories, and somehow we pick these stories up along the way, and we create these these scenarios and stories about what's going on out there. And we live, you know, it, when we drop those stories and we, and we stop thinking that we know, it's like uh, a great man, Tara Singh, once said, you know, I, I know nothing. I know nothing about anything, even this, no matter what it is. You don't know anything about anything. But if you stay in the moment of now and you just deal with what's in front of you right now, it all unfolds perfectly. And that's the trust that, you know, Kalina was just talking about. Right. And you say so your now moment is your now moment should be one that as you pause to experience it is actually joyful. You should have a smile on your face. You should feel, mm-hmm. you know, like peaceful and content. You mm-hmm. shouldn't have like a furrowed brow or a sorrowful <laughs> longing or regretful remorse right. or anger. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so whatever right. it takes to to move yourself, so many times the stories that I see is, well, you know, I haven't, uh, I met my twin 20 years ago, and I never married, and he married and had a family, and here I sit all alone, when is he going to come back to me? And I think mm. to myself, wow, hmm. you know, now it is certainly challenging to resonate with other energies once you have been kind of in a, a space of feeling your twin's energy. I don't discount that, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. you still right. should not, if you know you're meant to be a mother, you should not then discount the pathway that would lead you to be in a partnership where you would get to be a mother yeah. because you have yeah. not, you know, fulfilled that dynamic that you feel is supposed to be the trigger for you to do that, you're still supposed to, if you feel like moving, don't wait for this relationship to formulate, to move, yeah. go live somewhere else, you know. And I see a lot of people trapped in uh, lack mm-hmm. of movement, trapped in stagnancy, trapped in fear, trapped in less than full manifestation of their full potential because this mm-hmm. concept of twin flame has been, yeah. put in, you know, they've received it into their belief. Uh, system. Right, and that's Absolutely. one thing I say in my videos. Is I, I always say is don't stop living your life because you, if you do, mm-hmm. so many things are going to pass you by. And, it, and it, to me, it's just kind of um, ridiculous the amount of people that are out there crying because they're not with their twin. Um, that's don't where stop I feel the trap is. I feel there's yes. a trap out there. I really do, and I have for a long time um, that. You know, there, there is, there is, there has been an energy on the planet, and I I say that very respectfully. We are all shifting. That's that's what we're doing here right now in this moment of now. We are shifting that energy so that that's not there. But we have had um, the energy that has tried to stop people. You know, keep them in their tracks and not move forward spiritually. And that's where 
the, um, you know, some of the false teachings and things come in about, mm-hmm. you know, where people are talking about this romantic twin and, oh, I can only, you know, be with this one person for the rest of my life and nobody else will do and all this kind of stuff and that they're going to come back and it's going to be happy reunion and all that. That's, you know, that is the danger of that whole concept in which I think there are a lot of spiritual people who reject outright the concept because they see the um, the terrible danger involved in it from a spiritual standpoint. People get stuck and they can't get out of it. Um, mm-hmm. I would just say if you find yourself in that situation, you know, find someone who understands that kind of um, situation and do some work. You know, do some work on your situation right. and yourself. Because if you're stuck, then you're not focused on yourself. And if you're not focused on yourself and developing yourself, then um, – and I mean, just focusing on what's important to you and focusing on what you love to do and what brings you happiness and joy. If you're not in that space and you're sitting there waiting for someone right now, there has to be a shift because mm-hmm. you've got to get out of that space. It's just not a healthy space to be. So right. And out. only we hold ourselves back. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of all those things are all thoughts, and those those thought, thought processes are in ego. They're not in the heart, and you're not living in the moment. So, it goes back to that again. Yeah. Now, as I was listening to your July broadcast of your Vibrations of Love show, you were talking about a Twin Flame conference, and I had heard another YouTuber, uh, Dio. Uh, People are familiar with him if they're (laughs) listening to the popular Twin Flame teachers. And, of course, I think uh, everyone who has ever heard the word Twin Flame may have heard of Patricia McNeely because she's been teaching quite prolifically, and she's from Chicago. So I didn't even know there was a Twin Flame conference. I would have wanted to go. I'm like, oh, I didn't know there was Twin Flame. So what what was it that, you know, what was this conference like and what happened there? (laughs) Well, go ahead, Beth. Do you want to start? I was going to say it was one of the, it was a life-changing experience for me personally. Um, It was really one of the highest vibrational experiences that I've had with a group of people. I was extremely surprised at the caliber of individuals that came. I don't know what I was expecting. Um, I, I guess I, I, you know, when you're on your own path and your own experience and you don't, you know, kick the dirt around with other people that are going through it, I mean, in a, in a one-on-one, you know, face-to-face situation, you know, I, I came away saying, oh, my God, I really do believe in twin flames. We had several twin flame couples that were there, some who weren't yeah. even, you know, they weren't even together completely. I mean, there was some amazing connections and experiences that happened. We had one woman that was there and she was running from a twin and she just decided at the very last minute she was called to be at this thing. And she found out that, Oh my God, I'm a runner. And she, she had emotional releases and we did Ho'oponopono. Mm-hmm. It was like 30 people mm-hmm. all in one room. Just, Oh, it was, it was amazing. Um, so what do you think, Kalina? Um, well, there was, well, there was a lot of um, questions and answering going on and, and, and the, one thing that impressed me the most were the couples that did show up to see where they each, there was four couples, I think, that was there four? Yeah. Yeah. And so. each couple was in a different stage of the process. 
So when yep. we ask mm. them to talk, they will talk about where they were at and other people were able to resonate with it in the room. There was a lot of emotions. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of tears. Um, um, as far as like what I, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm a metaphysical person. So a lot of light language and healing and shifting came out through the light language that I did. And, yeah. um, you know, and like Deb um, came over and did Ho'oponopono with one of the attendees. Um, and it was just fantastic because you can see the shifting in that individual. Um, yeah, and, the work. Um, and, and, yeah, and everything that we did, there was, you know, guidance. And um, um, and then I also, I channel a lot. So the channel, <laughs> taking people, mm-hmm. we took people outside to teach them how to we properly the ground if they didn't know. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, the Kitumi yeah. talks for me. And we went out and mm-hmm. everyone was on the tree all. 40 people that were there total were all touching mm-hmm. the same tree. We, he said, we look like mm-hmm. Christmas ornaments hanging on a tree. Yeah. And he showed us how we were all coming into oneness um, mm-hmm. by doing some examples with bringing everybody into the room and, and um, participating together. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, and I, I, I that's, what this conference did. I'm sure each of them are going to be different. I know. So, but it was, it was great to see that everybody came and took, everybody came and brought something and took something away from it. And were able to shift from um, this, this workshop and seminar and conference weekend and, 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 and yeah. made friends for life. That yes. was really important because mm-hmm. they're all connected mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And, when and I how many at, people you know, were there? Okay. I think it was 30 or 40. No, there was like 35. Asked, remember when he asked how many were here? And the, he remembered and said that. I'm pretty sure it was 35. It was somewhere in the mid-30s. And, and I wouldn't have wanted more people there. There were some things that I would definitely have changed about the conference, and we will change this kind of thing up. First of all, having six presenters was way too much. We had all different vibrations, which I think was good. Um, we had different teachers for different levels of where people are at in their connection. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that when we really got into, I, I, I'm just going to say that, that the feedback we got is that a lot of the people really enjoyed once um, Colleen was kind of given some instructions from Ascended Master Katumi, I got to chat with him for about two hours before it started and he, he took, came right in and he took over and he was he was teaching a lot about unity consciousness and things like that mm-hmm. we did a lot more hands-on work and I think that right. any future conferences that we do it's going to be well if there's questions and answers it's going to be questions and answers that are thought of right then in the moment of now what questions do you have about what we're talking about right now just not what questions do you have about twin flames in general um, because the right. moment of now is where all that information is, but also more work. Getting people like Kalina did a lot of sacred ceremony. Um, you know, she did twin flame sacred yeah. ceremony union, um, goddess energy. What did what did she do? A couple of goddess. Um, it was my. I did the, the stepping into your own power, the goddess stuff ceremony. That was. I had a lot of things that I remember from past life. They just come through me automatically. Um, uh, it was a ritual anointing of the oils. I also did the anointing with the rose oil that I remember from that life of um, every single person in that conference came for that one. That was fantastic. Um, that mm-hmm. shifted you to speak your truth, see your truth, um, and truth and, and in knowing your truth. And in your heart. 
Yes, standing in truth and um, and love and truth. And uh, that is a ritual that I remember from Atlantis that I did in the, I was a high priestess in the Temple of Love there. I also remember the high priestess in Temple of Love doing the divine union ceremonies with the twins. So I did that on all of the twin couples. I think one didn't. No, they all participated, and we even had one come to the center of the room that I actually didn't do privately. I asked them if they wanted to do it in front of everyone so they can see how, oh, it, wow. how it is done. Yeah. And that, remember, Deb, she was buckling and almost yeah. bound to the floor because there's so yeah. much energy mm-hmm. that comes through me to connect the two and bring healing. It comes through yeah. me because I'm a conduit, and it goes into them, and they just, it was just amazing, the energy that comes through, and they were uh, uh, just shifting in the moment because mm-hmm. of the energy that closed from through and from my heart into theirs. And it was just the stuff that came through that, that weekend. It showed me um, the strength of my own abilities is what I wanted. Yeah. What I took from it personally. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. um, it, 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 I'm very metaphysical. Me I have all of these things that are just coming forth mm-hmm. and I remember them and I just do them just like that. Boom, boom, boom. Um, so it was yeah, a great I felt a different person. I walked away a completely different person. I felt mm-hmm. like um, I finally had kind of connected even more so with what I came here to do. I mean, I am by trade a web designer. I have my own business, but this has always been, you know, working in the spiritual community. I've always been someone that is um, someone that people people can come up to me and just they always tell me everything about their whole life, like within the first mm-hmm. five minutes. And I'm always like, oh, my God, okay, I didn't need to know that. But, you know, it just is for some reason. And I always have had, like, packets of information to deliver. I always knew, this is where you're at, this is what you're doing, this is where you're going, and they'd be on their way. And I've done this since I was little. But, you know, when I was at that conference and I connected with these people and it was hugs, I mean, that's why that's why we want to do more conferences because when you get in the same room and you have all been on this path, yeah, workshop, what did I say? Oh, conference, workshop, seminar. Right. But when when we all come together, and I, I spent time hugging people. I just sat there hugging people. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, I just mm-hmm. love you. I love you. I love holding on to you, you know. We all had so much yeah. love for each other. We started feeling one as a unit, a conscious mm-hmm. unit to consciousness. Right. And that is right. the next step really here is, is to bring all the twins mm-hmm. together. And, and the people, not just the twins, but those of us who are light workers that have been working on this path, we need to recognize the unity of our souls, that we are the ones that are pulling up the vibrations and everybody else is coming up. It's the boat is floating up with that tide. And um, right. when you experience that, like we did in Chicago, and I know we're going to be, it's a much smaller group here in Atlanta. I mean, we're having a very small group, which I like. Well, I it was like last minute. So. Intimate. <laughs> yeah, it was last minute. We didn't have any time for prep. We're just kind of threw it together at the last minute. But that's what we want to do more of is get people together Twins, twins that are together, twins that have, you know, what can we learn from each other? It's just amazing. Thank you for asking right. about that. I've been wanting to share that. Yeah, right. yeah, and it was interesting because I saw it on your video and I've seen, uh, I've come across Dio's channel, the importance of twins seeing each other, not twin couples, but tw- seeing other twin flames in person you know, mm-hmm. to be able to have that shifted energy of your collective work then. And, you know, I participate yes. in quite a few collective meditation and group activities with mm-hmm. twin groups that I do resonate with. And yeah. you feel there is definitely a feeling 
that that comes through, whether you're a psychic or channel or not, and everyone mm-hmm. speaks to the power of those collective intentional experiences in whatever format they're taking. And, it, you know, again, not just for twins, but any kind of collective positive meditational or energetic work that you're doing is absolutely beneficial. Yeah. And so many times we're taking part in group energy things that we're not actually aware of, such as the Super Bowl or the Billboard Awards. We're certainly right. in group collective energy, but it's not being, mm-hmm. you know, necessarily used for elevation of anything other than an economic system and a and, uh, a matrix right, type yeah. framework, you know. So yes, now exactly. You yeah. all, um, both right. of you, offer services to people who are seeking uh, both twin flame and not twin flame. So would you share a little bit then about like who would be the person who is your typical client, and how would a person know that they could should call you? Like, who's your ideal? person that is going to ring up your phone or, or send you an email and what can they receive? I want to, I want to start because I want to, I'm going to lead into Kalina because there's a reason why I'm doing this. I will say that it's like Kalina and I are almost part and parcel to the process together. And I would say that just about every single person I've spoken with, I recommend talk to Kalina and I'll tell you why. I am the person that brings clarity Complete clarity and understanding. Oh, this is why you came. Oh, this is what you're here to do. This is which I can also see the templates that you're trying to break. Um, I can see, like, the connections, um, where you're going. I bring clarity to the situation, and a lot of times that's what someone needs. They need someone to say, oh, my God, I understand. I finally understand what I'm going through. It makes it so much easier to move forward when you know why you're in your situation and where you're going. Now, a lot of times I will uncover patterns that I will say, listen, Kalina, you need to talk to this person or or the, the client. I'll say, you need to talk to Kalina because Kalina can go in and she can find the core of those. So I'm not the person that's going to go, at least not at this stage. I'm not necessarily gifted and talented with the ability to go in and clear stuff. But sometimes it's really important for the person's peace of mind. See, the thing is the work that Kalina does, and she's going to speak about that, the work that she does, it's very, um, it's so intense that you have to be ready. And when she works with you, your reality will shift. And, if you're not prepared and you don't know, let's see, this is where I am, this is where I want to go, this is the car I need to drive to get there, and to get in the car and have Kalina drive it. <laughs> Sorry, Kalina, that's all I can think about it. You know, you can literally sit out and go, holy God. But, you know, one of the things that I think that I have from this gift, my talents and abilities are to really help someone understand. It's like I'm their I'm their life coach. All right, what are you in here for? What are you doing here? Where do you want to go? <laughs> Who's involved? <laughs> what, what patterns do you need to break? Okay, here's your blueprint. Now, Kalina, you take it from here and you help them. And a lot of times, I'll be honest, I'm not saying I don't see multiple times. I don't see people multiple times, but I'm one of those people that a lot of times someone sees me once and that's it. That's all they need. They're clear. They know what they want. They know what they're doing. Um, and then the work begins. Kalina's that person. Mm-hmm. She's the person that does the work <laughs> with you. 
Lucky you, Selena. I get into the deep and dirty stuff. Yes, she did with me, and I just cannot tell you, I'm going to be her biggest fan. She has helped me so much because, see, I have the clarity. Well, she helped me to see some of the clarity. She did help me to see some of the things, you know, the not standing in my own power and in not, Mm -hmm. you know, boundaries and all that, but... Not only that, she was able to energetically help me when my, all my bodies were out of alignment and I'm zooming all over the place. And she's like, get back in there, you know. All right, clean up. Mm-hmm. You can tell them what you do. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> so when the client comes, um, like I said, I will get into the deep roots of where the issues are stemming from, what the, where the hurt is coming from, what's causing the hurts that you're going through through the process, the pains that are coming up that are causing the mental and emotional issues that have to be cleared and things like that. And I get in because I can actually scan the body and I can see um, the chakra system. I can see the energy system. I can see if the chakras are open or not. I can see if they're working or not. Um, I know, and I have, I am connect um, to, I'm a multilinguist. Um, with light language. I can connect to so many different mm-hmm. origins from where everybody is from. And, and I connect to the highest benevolent beings, the highest benevolent councils, benevolent healers, um, angels. And I always use the word benevolent because I only call them in and love. And um, they mm-hmm. come and work through me um, to help me and assist me find the actual core issues, the root issues that people have that they need to release energetically. So we go in and we release the blocks. We go and we open them up to release these blocks. But it doesn't mean that I'm going to fully take it away from you. You're the one that has to actually do the work when I open up the blocks, open up the chakra systems. Many times there are people who have chakras off their meridian and I have to move them back on and that could have been caused from a trauma, a physical trauma Mm -hmm. in the life. I move them back on energetically, and, and everybody that I've done this with feels it. They literally feel it, and I do mm-hmm. this over Skype sessions all over the world. Okay. So they literally mm-hmm. feel the pressure of it moving back on, and their, their eyes get wide, and they're like, I feel that, or they feel the energy going in them. They start to get hot and tingly. They're like, what is that? I'm like, that's the healing that's coming through because I'm just a conduit, mm-hmm. so it comes through. It goes in them, and many times um, I will send angels to them, that are working with me as well. They'll be surrounding them and assisting from that side as well. But the thing that's the most, I think, important for me is that I'm really truly here to teach ascension and to help people get step into their authentic self. And the one way I do that is I carry certain codes within me. So when the light language comes right. through and activates my codes, I can activate dormant codes within the client I'm working with that will open them up and clear their help assist clear their blockages to to push them into that shift to step into their authentic self and and get them on the way of walking down their um, mm-hmm. their path. It, it's like basically it, it lights up the path for them, but they have to do the work. Mm-hmm. And I tell them, you will be doing work. You they will give me a number. This person has 32 days. This person has 44 days of deep cleansing to go through. Mm-hmm. And I will tell them, and I will, mm-hmm. I will give them a certain way to go through the process of releasing. I will give them the tools. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, what I look at myself as is limitless. There isn't anything that mm-hmm. I can energetically do to heal, help you heal, and help you go through this process. 
And if we look at ourselves in that way, the flow comes through from the other side to assist the client. So I'm very metaphysical where Deb, she Mm -hmm. finds that stuff and then um, I can help them get on their way that way. And and I do have my clients do come back a few times um, because they get to a certain point where they feel like they're not moving forward anymore in the process and they'll come back Mm -hmm. and, and and when they talk to me or whatever, I'll be able to look right away and see exactly where they're at and boom, they're moving again. So, mm-hmm. and, and it, I get emails sometimes. I say, update me in a couple weeks and let me know how you do, how you're mm-hmm. doing, you know, because I just like to stay in contact with them. But a lot of them send me an email in a few days going, oh, my God, I shifted overnight. Or, oh, my gosh, this is happening. Or, oh, my gosh, these things that you said were going to happen or, or as I start releasing things are happening. And some of the greatest things mm-hmm. are um, when they – they realize that they have their own capabilities then after I help them a couple times of doing the process on their own and they don't need my help anymore. Which mm-hmm. is the great I think that's fantastic. <laughs> right. So, I'm getting yeah. there. I'm getting there and I'm not <laughs> you know what's funny though is you know, we talked about this about um, you know, the the twin is like not gonna be there for you, you know, you're gonna have to step up. Well, that happens spiritually even when you have people that are helping you along the way. There comes a time where, you know what, you got to do this on your own. And mm-hmm. it's interesting right. because, you know, the times <laughs> that I've really learned to do everything on my own is that, you know, she's my go-to girl. I do have several other amazing people in my life that, you know, can, can provide guidance. But, you know, when you look around and there ain't nobody there, guess what? You're right. ready to master it yourself, and and this is the process. So right, that yep. just happened this now. a few days ago for you, Deb. Remember, I wasn't allowed to help. Yes. You? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wasn't fun. Well, yeah. I'm, well, I'm very excited because you know I live in the Atlanta area, and so how you I both came that. into my awareness was because uh, another twin flame that I was in community with tag me because you all were looking for other twins in Atlanta for the potential of actually having an in-person teaching or workshop opportunity. So I know that this Saturday you all are having the Sacred Heart Ascension and Twin Flame Workshop. Uh, Would you share a little bit about what that opportunity is? Sure. Go ahead, Deb. Uh, Well, we are going to be meeting in Canton. And uh, we are going to have a workshop at the Country Inn and Suites in Canton um, from 2 o'clock until 7 o'clock. And during that time, we are going to, you know, I I like to look at it this way. We're going to do workshops differently than a lot of people in that our workshops are quantum. And what that means is, is that what is going to be available at that time through a lot of it through Kalina and also through my connections with source is exactly what's needed for the people in the room at the time. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, until we have those people in the room, sometimes you really just don't even know what's going to happen. But we do know that with all of the um, divine help that we have, uh, both of us actually have a lot of divine help. um, Mm -hmm. We do work. We're going to be doing work. We're going to be helping move people along on their path. Um, a lot of people, you know, if there are questions, of course, you know, all of us have questions. And more than likely, we're going to have question and answer 
for each other, and we will do as much asking of questions and answering. I mean, I learned as much from the people from that Chicago conference than they learned from me. It was together we learned mm-hmm. that bringing us all together. Um, so there probably will be some questions, but it's actually going to be, you know, get down to business as to what is what is needed to get us ready. We have an, we have an eclipse on mm-hmm. Monday. Mm-hmm. Right? It is Monday. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's really coming quickly, isn't it? Um, And here we are in Georgia. Kalina and I, we are going to try to make our way to South Carolina. I heard it's going to be fun. But even here in Georgia, UGA, my daughter, they're having a big, huge thing in the stadium. This is, we are in almost, even here in Atlanta, we're almost right in the, the direct path. This is important. This is an important time. I'll let Kalina say more about, about, about that. But so we're trying to prepare those twins in this area, you know, for that. Um, and, and, and on the eclipse, then after that, we are going to go live on Facebook. So we are going to hopefully be able to reach, you know, a larger number of twins that are actually in that, not just twins. I mean, anyone that is listening. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. So what would you add to that, Queen? Um, the workshop's going to bring, well, I mean, a lot of healing as well with the healing modalities that will come through and the um, soul shifting. Um, and, um, um, I mean, on the agenda, I think this is some of the other things I do. is I, I actually attune um, crystals as well. So if people oh, bring yeah. their own crystals, um, I will attune them for them. What I'm doing is just putting in the energy that is needed for that specific person um and i actually brought some with me my daughter actually makes crystal necklaces um for her help with her college education and i thought i i um attuned them for people specifically so that they can wear them and receive that energy all the time that flow um and be doing rituals for stepping into your own power it could be a man or woman um and the same ceremonies i did so if a couple a twin flame couple came and wanted to have the um the divine union ceremony, I would do that on them. Um, and there's just a lot of healing that's going to go on and um, a lot of shifts and changes that will go on. We'll be teaching, you know, proper grounding if you don't know how, all of those things that are really necessary to know as you step through, go through this process and stepping into your light body. Um, mm-hmm. There's so many things that people don't know. I also want to say that I did a video been maybe I don't know if it's been a week or a week, maybe two weeks I don't know it's about the Lionsgate and the mm-hmm. solar eclipse it's mm-hmm. one video and it's about an hour long and in there I give specific instruction for what um, people can do while they're if they go into the path of totality um, and especially for the what the twins can do it is in that video um, and it's been widely received hasn't it Deb? <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> it really has. This is the video that has gone. How many? I, I mean, it's just. It's yeah. It's really. It's really I, well viewed. I was. I was absolutely shocked. I am someone who who received maybe two thousand of views on my video, and and I think my daughter said yesterday it had like thirty six thousand. Um, yeah, thirty eight thousand so, one hundred and one. I just looked at it because oh, I had wow. it in my queue. <laughs> now I will tell you, this girl before she did not even do videos when I met her. I mean, I actually think I did a video before she did, and she's like, "They're telling me I have to do video," and I'm like, "Kalina, you'll be fine." And she's like, "I don't want to do video," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay." Yeah, you and your 
But you know what? It is just loaded <laughs> with information for what's going to happen. The whole reason this eclipse is happening, it's not just um, what yeah. to do, but there's so much fear being put out there with this eclipse that is coming. There's all those people that are mm-hmm. trying to put instill fear into you, uh, trying to make people run and um, um, start uh, buying, you know, 25 cases of water and canned food and, you know, the world's coming to an end. Just all that BS that continually goes under that patriarchal system, they're still doing that. Mm-hmm. What it's actually mm-hmm. doing is we are going to be opening gateways, those of us that are going to step into the totality and be in there. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why I said to Doug, we need to get there. I've been pulled to it. I was pulled to it a month ago, and I said, I need to come. We need to get in there, and we need to do a meditation live because we can mm-hmm. open up these gateways to the higher Christ to the higher consciousness, that's the Christ consciousness, and start connecting it back to um, earth, to bring that reconnection back to earth and unconditional love. We need to do this. We need to ground this into Mother Earth. It is necessary mm-hmm. to shift this earth's consciousness, but it's happening in the United States because the United States needs this really mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. So many yeah. people think the States is the best place to live and all these things that we don't have any restrictions, but it's truly the opposite. We are on the same system as everybody else's. It's that world control order. The United States needs Mm -hmm. needs just as much as any other country. So that's the main um, focus and the main information that I received for the solar eclipse that I know because I'm here on the path of love that I know that I'm supposed to do is to lead people in this meditation um, to bring this, uh, open these gateways and bring through this Christ consciousness through our physical bodies and this unconditional mm-hmm. love and ground it into the earth. And from here, there we go from there. Things will start shifting that there's going to be huge shifts happening afterwards that I have mm-hmm. been seeing, but certain things I'm not allowed to say right away. So it's going to start the shift. There's going to be more systems coming down and stuff, but people have to not fear what's going to happen. They have right, to stop yeah. going into fear. Fear is ego. And that's why we've been trying to help people through this ascension process so they can stand into that, their space, into their heart space and be there and be into that moment of now and trust and love that everything that mm-hmm. is happening is for the divine, for a divine reason. It's not happening to throw you interference on happening to scare us and, and, and to control us anymore. It's time for this right. to happen. It's time for this shift in consciousness. It has, it has to happen. And we collectively, if we all do this together, it makes it more powerful. And love always wins. Always. Yes. <laughs> that, you know, I have been feeling the pull to be in the totality. And I'm like, I'm trying to Yay. go north or Nashville or something. I still haven't finalized my plans. But I wanted to share with everyone, yeah. we're in the final 90 seconds or so of the broadcast. And this has been the Vibrarian Show. My guest this evening, Devin Kalina, I just really appreciate you sharing with the audience. Now, I have a massive on my 
Facebook page at The Vibrarian that has the link to this evening's broadcast, which you will be able to catch again. And I've included links to the videos that we referenced as well as the event information for the workshop that was just shared. So I do hope that you will click over and take a look at the resources there. What can I say? I'm a librarian in my little last former incarnation uh, in my corporate <laughs> life. And as a librarian, I'm still all about the information. So I've kind of tried to create a resource there and I also do have a post on my page about the eclipse with all kind of information about watching it safely finding out about the traffic and the weather and why it's important so I do hope that you'll click on over to my Facebook page and check that out I will be back Tuesday evening for the Psychic Inside show which is every Tuesday evening and I do hope that you will both be guests on future episodes of that show so that we can really get a deeper dive into your personal stories about how you discover your gifts and abilities and I think next week on the show we're going to be talking about post-eclipse and like the next six months of the eclipse energy on next Thursday so I'm always welcoming people who want to contribute to the conversation so all of the callers who were listening this evening thank you for tuning in we had a full phone bank and people listening in the chat rooms as well, I really appreciate your tuning in for these conversations a couple of times a week. So, uh, Kalina, Deb, thank you so much for coming on. And in the meantime, all of you, I hope you have all of the blessings that you can possibly hold to overflowing until we come together again. Namaste. 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 Thank Namaste. you so much, Joel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Good night. Love you. Love Good you night. both. Yes. Bye.